The Lifestylist, episode 34, featuring Shiva Rose. I'm Luke Story, a former celebrity fashion stylist and founder of School of Style. For the past 20 years, I've been relentlessly dedicated to my deepest passion, designing the ultimate lifestyle based on the most powerful principles of health and spirituality. The Lifestylist Podcast is a show dedicated to sharing my discoveries and the experts behind them with you. I love to play me some guitar, folks. This is your host, Luke Story. I'm here bringing you another episode of the Lifestylist Podcast. And sometimes as I sit in my home studio here and get ready to record, sitting here with me and our microphone, I just get stuck. And then I pick up my guitar. I make a little sweet love to that guitar, my 1961 Gibson. And next thing you know, I'm in a really good mood and hopefully able to present to you today's show. And that show would be with our guest, Shiva Rose. Shiva came over to the house today bearing some gifts. She brought me these little Chinese plums that taste like marshmallows. First introduction to her. Um, I know her you know, through her work, but it was the first time having met her. We have a lot of mutual friends. And we were like twins. You'll hear in the interview, I'm like, wait, you do that? You do that? You do that? It's like crazy. We're living in a parallel universe and we're the male and female counterpart of each other. But this woman's just so fantastic. I had a really great time having a conversation with her. I think you're really going to enjoy this. We just had some great rapport and covered a wide variety of topics. What was supposed to be an interview really just turned into a great open conversation from two like-minded peaceniks, <laughs> basically. So essentially, we cover our love for collecting spring water and soaking in hot springs. And we talk a lot about the Local Rose blog, which is Shiva's really fantastic health and wellness blog, how she overcame some very serious health issues, autoimmune issues and whatnot by making some lifestyle changes. So we document in detail all of those changes. For any of you out there suffering from lupus and things like that, this is going to be a good listen for you. We talk about how she turned her own healing into a massively successful health and wellness brand. Skrull has like blown up and it all started from the demise of her physical health, which is cool. I love to see, you know, the phoenix rising from the ashes and she's definitely a representation of that. We cover the hidden dangers in many personal care products from tampons to toothpaste. That's right. It gets crazy. Household cleaners, um, and then how to make your own stuff or find healthy alternatives. Learning how to listen to your body. And she brings up a concept of eating meat as medicine. So there's a lot of talk about whether or not we should be vegan or paleo or... Uh, eating organic or vegetarian, whatever it is. And we come to the pretty solid conclusion that you need to listen to your own body. And she explains her process of that, which I found to be um, enlightening. We also get into some weird stuff like chemtrail conspiracies and things that I think you might find entertaining, if not scary or enlightening, depending on how you look at it. The benefits of spiritual practices like kundalini yoga. Another thing that Shiva and I found out that we shared was a deep love and um, profound benefit from that practice. And then how to raise kids in a healthy environment and how to avoid things like um, poison vaccines and you know, indoctrinating them into an education system that could be less than optimal and how to avoid that and some strategy there. And then, of course, we wrap up with how important it is to spend time in nature and some of Shiva's favorite local getaways. So it's a very well-rounded podcast today about building your own lifestyle from a very lovely, just positive, powerful, feminine energy woman. I love this girl, and I know you're going to, too. And speaking of love, do you know what I love more than anything? Well, maybe not anything, but I love it a lot. And that's when you go over to lukestory.com and sign up for my newsletter. When you arrive at my homepage, you're going to see a giant banner front and center that says, join the tribe. Stick your email in there. And every week I'll email you the new podcast episode along with all of the show notes and even a video if there happens to be a video associated with that podcast. So again, go to lukestory.com and sign up for my newsletter. It's awesome. I don't send you any whack crap only good chronic content. And if you're listening to this podcast and you like it, you're going to like my emails. It's going to save you a lot of time instead of having to look everything up that we talk about. I send you all the links. So all you do is have to open your email and click on it. There's even like a, a podcast player in there. So you don't even have to go to the app. You can just click play and listen right from your email browser if you so choose. 
If you're digging what I'm putting out here, if you're catching what I'm slanging, I would also love for you to offer some support if you're in the position. Even one, two dollars a month can really help keep this thing going if enough people do that. So if you'd like to offer a pledge, you can go to lukestory.com forward slash support, or you can just go to my homepage and you'll see in the navigation, support the podcast. And when you click on that, it gives you a couple different options and ways that you can make a pledge to help keep this thing running. Okay. Thank you so much for listening and do yourself a favor by not missing next week's episode number 35 with Dr. David Villarreal, who happens to be my personal dentist and one of the top natural holistic dentists in the damn world. So catch us next week for number 35. Our show today, folks, is brought to you by Four Sigmatic, one of my favorite companies in the world of medicinal mushrooms. So Four Sigmatic make these amazing little packets of herbal and superfood elixirs. They're delicious, they're super potent, very high quality herbs, and they're really, really easy to use. So they're a standalone drink. You can make them hot or cold. They come in a little packet. It's a powder. You stir it up, blend it. You're good to go. Or you can add it to an existing drink, like a Bulletproof coffee, for example. If you caught my episode one and got the episode upgrade, or you happen to have seen it on YouTube, I make an amazing recipe called Supercharged Bulletproof Coffee in which I use Four Sigmatic Herbs. So it's one of my favorite companies. I use their stuff all the time. I absolutely stand behind them. They are badass. What's even more badass is that I got you a little hookup, my friend. That's right. We got you covered with a 15% off coupon at foursigmatic.com. Go to the site, enter this code, the Lifestylist, and you will save 15%. So go to foursigmatic.com Enter the code the Lifestylist for a 15% discount. And if you'd like a recommendation on where to start once you get there, I would definitely get cracking on the Chaga and the Rishi blends. Those are two of my very favorite drinks. And Chaga is kind of difficult to make on your own. And when you boil it like I do, you really only get the water extraction and not the fat-soluble extraction in which you would have to use alcohol. So they use a dual extraction, which you're going to hear about in episode eight with Taro Isakalpila, the co-founder of the company. So enjoy your medicinal mushrooms, stay healthy, stay strong, stay well, enjoy the lifestyle. Shiva Rose is the creator of the Shiva Rose beauty and skincare product line, as well as the wildly popular blog, The Local Rose. After having her first daughter in her early 20s, she was diagnosed with an autoimmune condition. This diagnosis and a yearning for a healthy planet for her daughter propelled her on a path as a naturalist and activist. The Local Rose was born out of a desire to celebrate a holistic, healthy, authentic lifestyle without sacrificing taste and glamour. Shiva and her two daughters now live nestled by a creek in the Santa Monica Mountains where they raise most of their own produce with their cat, rabbits, and chickens. Welcome to the show, Shiva. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited to have you. And as always, as I was telling you before we got started... We ended up having a really great conversation before we started recording. <laughs> and I swear to God, like anytime I have someone here in the studio, we'll go in the living room and just chit chat for a sec, build a little rapport, you know, get to know one another. And then we have these amazing conversations and then we come record. So I'm, I swear to God, I'm like, have a hidden mic next time I have someone over here because you, I'm just going to be mute now. Yeah, right. <laughs> now you're going to totally before. clam up because there's a yes, mic on. Well, exactly. <laughs> I know you have a past in acting, so I do not fear that happening. But yeah, we were listeners, we were having a great conversation conversation about uh, collecting spring water and dipping in hot springs, which mm-hmm. you guys know I'm totally obsessed with. And turns out she is as well. Oh, yeah. But uh, in the interest of keeping on topic here, maybe we won't delve into that. I want to ask you, Shiva, how you got your start with The Local Rose and what is your blog and site all about? Well, I uh, started it Officially, I mean, I think I've been living it for a lot of my life, but I started it officially about seven, seven and a half years ago when um, I, my life sort of broke open. I was transitioning from a life of an actress. Um, I was getting divorced. I had uh, a lot of health issues that I had been plaguing me all my life, all through, you know, since my 20s, uh, autoimmune conditions. So basically, I was just being broken open, and I went back to the earth, and I went back to just simplifying my life, and I thought maybe I should document it. And it sort of was before this wellness movement 
uh, came upon us. And I even remember meeting with like blogging agents in New York, and they were like, ah, no one's interested in that. That's too like granola, it's too hippie. And, you know, now it's like so wonderful that the world's awakening to this way of life. So it was kind of a, a, a current report on what you were going through at that time, and then sort of evolved into this pretty massive kind of, I don't want to call it a movement, that might be a little dramatic, but you listeners, when you get the show notes, you're going to go to her site if you haven't been there already, and there's a lot of amazing content there. Thank I mean, you. it's very well curated, it's beautiful, and there's an absolute like history there. Definitely doesn't appear to be like, oh, cool, Like I'm going to get into health and wellness because that's what everyone's doing, yay, green juice. <laughs> I mean, it's like, you're the real deal, so Thank I you. was curious how that kind of came to be. I mean, it's interesting because for many years I was doing it without viewers, and I just knew... Uh, it didn't matter. Like I was doing something I loved and I'm such a big believer in that. Like when you're doing something you're passionate about and that you love, eventually, you know, the re rewards or whatever, eventually it'll be seen and especially if it's coming from a good place. So for many years, yeah, nobody really looked at it. You know, maybe a few of my friends and I still had a really high aesthetic. I wanted the photographs to be beautiful. I wanted, you know, the vibe to be beautiful and authentic and yeah, it's all about sort of, uh, I mean, it's the biggest F you we can give to sort of the corporate world. And I'm a rebel at heart. I've been arrested many times for protesting. So I, it was also like bringing together everything I loved, which was like healing myself and like being rebellious with, you know, the corporate world, sort of honoring the earth, beauty and food and spirituality. It was like sort of this marriage of everything I loved. Well, you're a kindred spirit in that respect because <laughs> a lot of the stuff that I do is, I mean, I don't want to say like I'm a, you know, a whistleblower or conspiracy theorist per se, but one thing that really bothers me is when the greed of companies that manufacture and distribute food and medicine and all of the things that touch and go into our bodies um, harm us. And there's not necessarily, <clears throat> to me, not necessarily like an evil motive there in most cases, maybe except for Monsanto, <laughs> but <Yeah. laughs> I mean, maybe not I even that though, but it's like, I just can't stand when people are getting, are being taken advantage of and people are getting hurt with a profit motive. And so one of the things I love to do on my show is expose people to things that they might not be aware of that are potentially really harmful to them. Mm -hmm. And, uh, and I have that kind of thing too. I mean, I was uh, very rebellious as a kid and I think kind of still am. Mm -hmm. I try to do it in a way that's productive now <laughs> rather yes, than destructive. Exactly, that's you know, what I, we figured I, out. I hurt myself and other people a lot being mm. so um, so much that way, but I, I get right. that ethos. So going back to your health journey and kind of as you started to document what you were going through, what were some of the most powerful changes or practices that you uh, took on in order to overcome the autoimmune issues and stuff that you were having? Well, when I was 26, after the birth of my first daughter, I wasn't recovering from childbirth and I was exhausted and I had these dark circles and I was so achy and I was just like, I was like, God, this motherhood thing is really tough. I and mean, this, this was months and months and months later when usually women recover. And I went to a dermatologist because I had this, um, looked like a bruise on my back and he biopsied it and uh, told me to go see a rheumatologist. And a rheumatologist told me, Dr. Bluestone in Beverly Hills, told me I had a year to live due to lupus, scleroderma, and rheumatoid arthritis. And, uh, and you know, that. and again, because I have the rebellious nature, I was like, this can't be right, <laughs> you know? And I went to a, a more holistic doctor who said I'd start feeling better within a year. It took much longer than that. But some of the things that really drastically helped me were, well, I was a vegetarian for 25 years, so I was eating a lot of wheat, pasta. This is during the fat-free phase of the 90s. Yeah. And I was eating yeah. like muffins and cookies and pasta for energy. And this was all genetically modified wheat. So this exasperated all the inflammation in my body. Right, so, and probably full of glyphosate too. Yes. Unknowingly, yeah. Yes. Roundup, so, for those round of you that up. don't know the fancy word. Yes, exactly. Poison. So, poison. <laughs> so about seven, eight years ago, what I what I did was I went I went like full on 
okay, nothing with gluten unless it's organic and, and I'm going to grow my own food. And I also started to study Ayurveda. And so I started adding more fats in my diet, more coconut oil, avocado, you know, just more fats, but olive oil, uh, ghee. I just wasn't my brain, you know, your brain is made of mostly fat. And I was basically starving my brain, which was an explanation for my, the moods and the, you know, the depression. So um, I added fats. I went totally gluten-free and totally organic. Um, I added, I mean, once in a while I'll eat meat medicinally, you know, I'll do it now when I'm feeling weak. I added a spiritual practice daily. I uh, got into nature, you know, earthing. I cut out all toxic chemicals in my house. I mean, this is probably, you guys are all familiar with this, probably people who listen to the show. You'd be surprised, actually. Really? Yeah, okay. A lot of the listeners, just based on the emails, I get a lot of oh, people okay. are on board and they get all this. But, but they're still, awakening? They're, they're sort totally, of Totally, yeah. I yeah. mean, like, I'll get a comment, or, you know, on Instagram that's like, Wait, fluoride toothpaste is bad for you? I'm oh. like, where have you been the past you know, oh, know, 20 know. years? But, <laughs> no, so definitely, you'd be surprised. Right. No, that's true. I, and I, and I, I, yeah, I have a lot of compassion and, and love for these people because I feel like they're like children. It's almost like being awoken. Like a friend of mine just discovered chemtrails. And my friends. Oh my God, don't get me started. I know. Dude, you're, honestly, like, you're tripping me out. You're like the female version of me. Like everything <laughs> that you just described, your whole like thing, chemtrails, hot springs. Yeah, the whole thing. No, isn't that crazy? Hello. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. Hello me. <laughs> Hello, me, exactly. Me without, uh, with different parts downstairs. Um, yeah, that is, it's crazy though. So I, I always just assume everybody knows all this stuff. And when I started the podcast, it's like, I almost didn't, because it was recommended, you know, and I'm such a huge podcast fan. My friend's like, dude, you should have a podcast. You're so into them and you know all this stuff. But I'm like, yeah, but everyone already knows all this stuff. I mean, don't they? And my friends are like, I no, know. you're the only like well, nut that goes I so hate to bring this, this up, but look at the election. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I hate to, but we were in a yeah. bubble. We were yeah. sort of in this bubble. We think like everyone yeah. thinks like us, but really, you know, yeah. I don't know. So, okay. Yeah. See, this, there's a lot, a lot in the dietary changes because I share that when I say you're like the female version of me, I'm serious. I had the same thing. I was a vegetarian for 10 years. Mm. And I didn't know even what inflammation was. I mean, I was doing some good things. I was doing like colon cleansing and juicing and fasting and infrared saunas and Mm -hmm. a lot of acupuncture and just all sorts of different things that were great. Prayer and meditation and yoga and a lot of good stuff. But dietary-wise, oh my God, I had all these crazy aches and pains and just gut issues. And it was just, I was so, I was like the most unhealthy, healthy person anybody knew. Mm. And a lot of it was due to the grains and those inflammatory foods. And I was not eating any fat. Yeah. And I was so moody all the time and just so depressed and anxious and just like my energy. Your was nervous just, system. I think, dude, you know, our crazy. nervous system, you know, is coded. Our spinal column sort of houses our nervous system and it's coded. And the fats actually, you know, help that stay limber and lubricated. And it's like all connected. And that's what Ayurveda is such a fascinating, you know, wise medicine. Because it's been around five thousand years, and there's a reason why they have ghee and these wonderful oils and spices and everything in their in their recipes. I love ghee. I travel with ghee. Ah. <laughs> like, I, you are me. Yeah, I, I just drink it. I mean, it's, to me, it's not even like a food; it's a drink. Well, I just like if it's warm enough. If it's warm enough, wherever I am. Are I'll you just, really like seventy years old, but you just look? Yeah, really totally, good? totally. Actually, I just turned forty-six. Yeah. Oh, happy birthday, Thank Scorpio! You. Scorpio, yeah. Oh wow! Don't tell me you're a Scorpio too. I have a moon in Scorpio. Okay. Uh, I have a moon in Libra, rising in Scorpio. Wait, wait. No, wait. That's crazy. That's what I have. Oh, really? Yeah. I'm sun Scorpio, rising Scorpio, moon Libra. My rising is Scorpio. My moon is Libra. Trippy. But my sun is Aquarius. Wow. Interesting. (laughs) (laughs) Cosmic. And I'm your age. Okay. They're the same age. Oh, really? Yeah. They made me older, though, on the internet. I've got to change that. They made you older? That's On IMDb. Polite. I know. I've been trying to I'd change it, but then I just gave up. Usually like, on IMDb with actresses, it's like, I mean, I just, I know how long they've been around and they're like, they're 22. I'm like, uh, I know. she was doing movies in the 80s. <laughs> like, she's not, you know, it's like, are you kidding me? Usually it's the other way. And I I'm know. Like, hmm, no, okay. they made me older. But then I was like, whatever. It's just my ego. I got to get over it. That's true. <laughs> I do a lot of funny stuff to get over my ego, such as wearing like my blue blocking orange glasses around town at night, like in Hollywood. <laughs> I straight up like roll into air one with the orange glasses and everyone's heads just go like, who's that freak? I'm like, I just own it because it's so embarrassing. It's like really my ego freaks out when I look stupid. (laughs) So you do it. 
I make myself do stuff. And just and even like hot springs, going naked into hot springs. Totally. It's homeopathic. Especially after you go into the cold pool as a man and the, you're in the cold pool for a while. And then you have to get out and do the walk of shame in front of all the, the hot girls in the, oh in the hot, um, hot springs. Oh, boy. Anyway, I, I digress. <laughs> a, a journey into ego. So let's let's go back into um, into your site and your business, though, because I'm, I'm impressed with your entrepreneurship and how you managed to transmute your personal tragedy tragedy, as it were, into something that is not only helping you, but helping so many people. Thank so, you. That's one of my favorite words, transmute. Yeah. Transmute. Yeah. I love that word. And I was just with my healer this morning. <laughs> one of my healers doing some transmutation. <laughs> I had to process the election and stuff and yeah. um, the big elephant in the room. But yes, yeah. I um, actually, the business side... I have a friend who always laughs at me because I always go, I'm an actor, I'm an artist, I'm not a business person. And he's like, stop saying that. You are a business person. I'm like, "You, oh my God, you're right, I am. And I have to start owning it. Um, the the line, because I have a beauty line that came to me in a, I practice kundalini yoga. And that's, me too. Oh, you do? Yeah. Okay, that totally shifted my life. <laughs> yeah, me too. That totally shifted. And, and I had a, a download with uh, two other, with three of us all had downloads at one time, these two other women and I we were practicing three times a, uh, a week together um, I mean I, I do it every day now but at that time in my life and we each had a download and we each did it one of them is Guru Jagat who opened Rama awesome I'm going to be interviewing her next week woohoo Tell her, ask her about that moment. So it was because of her class, you know, her class. We so she had that. Speaking of entrepreneurs, she's she's quite a beast herself. I love that woman. I just love her. I bow to her. And I always say, look, my the line came to me in a download when I was doing class with her. Like she, you know, helped me access that part of my brain. So um, that's where the line came in because I realized, oh my God, you know, I was using face oil for many years and I realized that, again, people eat healthy and then they slather on all these chemicals. So it just doesn't make sense. I mean, at least if you eat like a horrible toxic hamburger, your liver can process some of the stuff. But when you're slathering on chemicals on your skin... There's no filter. It goes straight into your bloodstream. So that's uh, that's the other passion of mine, which is beauty beauty products. So that came to me in a download, and that was about three or four years ago. And now it's yeah, that's now it's full on. It's full on, and now it's my other child, which like is right. hard for me to do the blog. Sometimes it's like this this balance between the two, you know. Yeah, I totally understand. So what was it like as you started to develop products? Like, how did you source your ingredients to you know ensure that they met your standards in terms of yeah, you know that was very Not important. Being toxic. And that's why it takes me a long time. Like I've been working on a face mask now for like almost a year because it has to be, you know, the packaging right, the, the ingredients. And um, I mean, I started making things myself to ensure that the ingredients were, were safe. And I get them from people like in Can- friends of mine that have a farm in Canada or Oregon. I have a couple. And now I have a lab in Oregon that makes some of the products because I went there and made sure that this was, you know, so I know the blue-green algae. I know that it comes from the river right there in Oregon. You know, I've really been very meticulous about the ingredients for sure. Awesome. Yeah. And how many products do you think you have right now total? I'll have 13 uh, after I birth these next two which cool. are coming soon. Awesome. Congratulations. Thank you. So you, you spoke about you know using products on your skin and on your body and I love that you pointed out because a lot of people are unaware of that that you don't metabolize them in the same way as if you do when you're eating something. I mean, you can eat some pretty crazy shit and get away with it, you know. Totally. But the things that people put on their skin, so and just in in and on their body. So I'd like to run through a couple of those things, maybe, and see if you have any input or some of the things that people might want to look out for, so we can kind of educate a bit. So let's start with toothpaste. Is something that I mentioned mm-hmm. earlier. I don't know. I don't think you make a toothpaste, do you? I make my. I've oh, had, you do? I mean, I don't sell it. Oh, okay. But I okay. make toothpaste with baking soda and essential oils and coconut oil. And I have it on my site. It's an old, old post. Oh, but, okay. but I do make it. But I like the Ayurveda brands if I'm going to buy it. Yeah. Yeah. So we don't want to be putting fluoride in our mouth, right? The same thing. That's like. Because it blocks your pituitary. <laughs> yeah, it's, right. it's, it's bad stuff. Puts you to sleep. There's a. Yeah. yeah Puts you to sleep spiritually. There's this post that I found, and Tati, my producer, is going to kill me because whenever I talk about like obscure, now she's going to have to go into your site and find the post you did on Tuesday. <laughs> oh, no. Sorry. I apologize Tati. to you, Tati, as you listen to this. Just into type the in show toothpaste in the, in the search. Okay, cool. Okay, cool. Uh, but I found this video a couple years ago of a fluoride tanker that had overturned 
and the fluoride busted out of the you know the tanker. It's like a fuel truck kind of thing, right? And the uh, fluoride ate through the asphalt on the road where it spilled Whoa. to the point where it looks, you know, like in the movies when there's an earthquake and the earth opens up. Oh my god! Yeah, like the fluoride just ate the concrete <gasps> and the asphalt. I mean, Whoa. that's how caustic that stuff that's is now. Crazy. Of course, it's diluted a lot when we put it in uh, in toothpaste, but I mean, it's in a lot of municipal tap water and yep. I don't think people realize it's not only so you get on like the fluoride-free toothpaste, that's good, but you got to realize every time you order like a dim sum soup or you know tom kakai um, soup or chicken noodle soup at a restaurant or you get a Starbucks coffee or a tea. Mm-hmm. I mean, not to be paranoid, but I don't think people realize that not only are they having fluoride in their toothpaste and they might be able to get rid of that, but you have to understand all of the other ways that that fluoride's getting in. So anytime you order any kind of a soup in any restaurant or even something that's boiled, like even getting some rice at like a Thai food place, the rice is full of water. Mm. <laughs> that was just like tap water, right? Totally. And um, just any Starbucks drink and any, and also all bottled drinks. When you look at bottled drinks, I always look at the ingredients and the first ingredient will just Fluoride. say water. Oh, right, right. You know, it just says water. I'm like, uh, what water? Or yeah. it'll say filtered water. And most people think, oh, it's filtered. Well, it's really hard to filter out um, fluoride in particular because it's such a small molecule. So mm. that one's super gnarly. But at the very least, we could recommend that people at least get fluoride-free toothpaste just for yes. starters, right? I think if you've, I don't know if you've ever seen, you probably have seen pictures of a calcified pituitary and that's enough to like make any. If I send that to a friend, they'll be like, "Oh my god, I'm cutting out fluoride." <laughs> I mean, it's so scary when you see the image of a pituitary gland calcified. And that's our third eye. That's our intuition and our wisdom and our connection to spirituality, like you said. So, and I feel like between the food and the water and the television and the chemtrails and the everything, they're just it's like putting us to sleep. Yeah, well, something's definitely putting us to sleep. <laughs> the media and everything else. Yeah, so the pituitary gland, that's interesting because that's something that is talked about a lot when you practice kundalini yoga. You know, Yogi Bhajan was always talking about this does this and this does that to the pituitary gland. It's like one of those glands that's mentioned a lot. And I always thought that was interesting. I think more so in that tradition than anywhere else. I mean, you hear about it sometimes in different meditation practices and stuff. But in kundalini, like that's one of the main things you're doing in there. So imagine if ours weren't calcified and we never had fluoride like it'd probably be a very different world a different world and you sense I mean I sense it when I go places I'm sure you have too because you travel to places like when I go to I love Orcas Island not one genetically modified seed has ever entered the Salish Sea and Where you, is that island? I'm moving there. I know. I actually looked into a farm. I was like, I'm moving here. But, you know, it's isolated. It's uh, off the coast of Washington, you know, Seattle. Oh, really? I mean, you have to take a ferry to get there. But it's magical. Well, maybe I shouldn't be saying this. Everyone's going to be moving there. No. Um, but it's really magical because it's so pure. And I think, yeah, when you're around that, you, you do feel different when you're around, when you're in clean air and clean water and clean food. Yeah, absolutely. Changes you. That's funny that you mentioned chemtrails too, because that's not something I would probably normally delve into on a show. A, because a lot of the guests wouldn't even know what they are, or they think that it's a conspiracy theory, right. which is like the craziest thing. But for those of you that are that are listening, if you think it's a conspiracy theory, A, you're fucking tripping. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Maybe not. I don't know. I haven't been up in one of the planes, but here's what I have to say about that. And if you don't know what we're talking about, you could Google the word geoengineering, and then you'll find all of this data about the fact, even the director of the CIA has come out admitting that this has been going on for a long time. Uh, And it's a way to control the weather and do all sorts of crazy things, supposedly to protect us from the evils of global warming and the Mm -hmm. sun. So it's this idea that they spray this reflective dust into the atmosphere and then it reflects the sun off the surface of the earth so that we don't overheat. Doesn't sound good. No. <laughs> like anything like that. <laughs> it might be like a cute idea to save the planet, but what about uh, those of us that are breathing yes, down here, you know? Exactly. And that's, we were talking about being rebellious and like fighting the man. And that's that's one particular thing that really bothers me because we don't have control. I know. Over- I was telling my friend who just discovered them. I was like, look, you can only control what you can control. And there's other thing. He's like, how do you just like ignore it? I'm like, because I don't want to give it energy because I can't control it. Yeah. Right now, I can't control it. So I just don't give it energy. I just like, pretend it doesn't exist. 
There was a point in the 90s, I'm glad you reminded me to not try to control that, because there was a point in the 90s when they were spraying, this is when they first started doing it, like around 95, Mm. 96 in LA, and then maybe it was like, yeah, I guess late 90s, early 2000s, I found out about this, and I was like, oh yeah, I never saw that happen my whole life, from 1970 to around 1996, and there's been planes flying since what, 1920 or something, Like, and they just started to produce this stuff, anyway. But I started to get so paranoid that I was like, uh, "What's that movie with Ray Liotta? It was like um, Goodfellas, Casino, or Good uh, Casino, or Goodfellas. I forget which one. But he's like coked out and he's yeah, all paranoid. Goodfellas like, okay, with the like, helicopter. Yeah, exactly. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And one day I was like, Luke, you're like fucking Ray Liotta right now with yeah. the chemtrails. Because I'm like, look, they, today there's four and there's five, and I'm counting them. I was taking videos of them. I was posting yeah. it to Facebook. Like, everyone, look, chemtrails, chemtrails. And then finally, it was just like you know what, I'm probably making myself more sick mentally and emotionally from like, and like you said, giving it energy than just to like surrender. And totally, I know. If someone I mean, asks about it, maybe give them some insight. Give well, that's what I feel. I feel like by what you're doing, you're doing it. You know, yeah. that's what I realize. We're we're stronger with the pen. And speaking of the election, the like I pretty much would have voted for either one of those fools if they would have just said, "We're going to stop chemtrails." I'm like, I don't care totally. who you are. Like, you, totally. You know. <laughs> well, listen, I'm not for Trump by any means, but he is against immunization. Really? Just saying. Wow, that's cool. That's the that's, one good thing that's a that question, I think about. That's a question that's coming up. Well, he, I mean, totally, we swear to God, we're not getting into politics. But another yeah, thing he well, did no, that freaked definitely. me out early on is he was like, yeah, and what's up with this 9-11 shit? Like, Saudi Arabia, 9-11. I mean, he started to bring that stuff oh up. Oh, my like, God. That was, but then he stopped. And I was yeah, like, he stopped. They told him, they're like, dude, yeah, you got to, you got to, you want to, <laughs> you got to stop. Seriously, that. I was like, that is interesting. But anyway. Yeah, yeah we won't get into that. I digress. It's not a political show, God. We will drop listeners so fast. I know. No, um, no, no. But with the chemtrail thing, here's my points on this. So you guys listening, if you don't know what that is, look up geoengineering. And it's when you look up in the sky and you see a tic-tac-toe pattern or these crazy clouds that don't go away. For those of you that think I'm full of shit, or even if you want to include Shiva in that, or that we're crazy <laughs> for <laughs> thinking that this is real, check this out. Okay. If that was a normal occurrence in regular commercial air travel, why would it exist on some days... And then not exist the next and day. And also, I've seen two planes. I've <laughs> right seen next a plane. Yes, yeah, yeah. I've seen a plane that has it and a plane that doesn't. And it's in the same weather conditions. Yes. Yeah, it's, so. And it's then you're like, okay, and there's even footage of that. Yeah. You know? And then there's the other one that is the real clincher for me is if it's just. Um, steam from the exhaust of a plane, a contrail, condensation right, contrail, which right. is the, always the argument, like, oh, that's just a contrail. You guys are idiots. You're paranoid. Mm. If it was that, then how can a plane be flying through the sky, turn it on, you see a big jet coming out, and then it stops, and then it turns back on when they flip a bitch and do another, like, a loop. It's like, uh, you can't turn an engine engine off in mid-flight, people. No, it's... it's, Case closed. It's there. It's all over the internet. I mean, that's the good... The good news about the time we're living is that the veil is lifted. This is the Aquarian age, and, you know, we are entering a new time, and they can't not dupe us anymore. I mean, that's the great thing about, uh, you know, awakening our pituitary gland, the great thing about social media, the great thing about the communities forming, the great thing about us, you know, wanting real water and real air. I mean, we're wakening up and they can't hide it from us. So, I, I mean, it's kind of exciting. It's, it's very frustrating, but it's yeah, also very exciting. It's awesome. And I want to get back to a couple of the beauty products and stuff like that, because I have a lot more questions for you. Oh. <laughs> but um, I think that's what's really cool about what you're doing with your site and even like you said doing with this podcast now we all have a platform we can share information in a way that's very positive and it's you know like your site as I said is really beautiful your branding's amazing it's like back in the day (laughs) this is like early internet when I first started looking at like health sites and you know just I mean all of the branding for the health brands and even like it was just too granola yeah like (laughs) a site that would talk about something like chemtrails or you know real social issues that are kind of not being um, represented on the mainstream media it was all super hokey yeah and all the people were like do you remember the Art Bell show it was no. like the Art Bell show. He had a show called Coast to Coast AM, and it was like where all the weird alien and conspiracy uh, stuff lived. Okay, it was, yeah, yeah, yeah. But it was kind of, you know, we had that before the internet, really. Yeah. And so, you know, if you listen to Art Bell and you were into health food and... Right, you were just uh, one of those. You're like a weirdo fringe dweller. But no. what's so cool is like yes. you have a, you know, like a site like yours and your products well, that are... we're the new, new. Yeah, it's like super the new, sexy. new age. It's My friends call it the new, new age. It's not the new, it's the new, new age, meaning like it's like... 
you know, it's just it's uh, glamorous somehow. I think, and we're cre- and it's such an exciting time here in LA because it's sort of things are sort of bubbling and starting here, and then moving across the, you know, the planet. There's some synergy that's happening right now where all of our minds are meeting, and it's like an exciting moment where we're just like, yes, this and this and this, and it's actually creating ripples. You know. I agree. And that's the good news and the bad news is that's happening <laughs> here because I've lived here 29 years like in wow. Hollywood. Wow. Like just from Echo Park to Silver Lake to Los Feliz to West Hollywood to Hollywood to Miracle Mile to Koreatown, around and around and around. And it's getting to the point where when I go to Ojai for the weekend, like we're talking about, I'm like, why do I live in LA? So I like to get out of here. Believe but me. then I meet someone like you and there's like there's just so much positive creative yeah. energy here. The I, people are so amazing. I think right that now. too. I mean, that's why Orcas, I you know, I was like, Yeah, my community is here. That's why I mean, believe me, there are days when I'm like, I'm moving, I'm packing it in, I'm moving to New Zealand or Orcas or Kauai. I also tried to move to Kauai once and and then I'm like, No, I mean the reality is we have to stay here and fight the fight and then eventually go there and maybe have a place there that we can go to <laughs> you know Ojai is wonderful to drive to that's on the, the dream yeah. yeah you know what's not wonderful about Ojai though is the level of mosquitoes at my favorite creek right now I, like, know. I don't know if you noticed well every... they're not even mosquitoes those are those are those fly- yeah are you like, serious yeah they can't see them flies uh, yeah I'm covered in mosquito bites like you mentioned Kauai the last time this happened to me was in Kauai oh where, really like, for four oh. days afterward, I'm just like, oh my god! I've tried every essential oil, like oh, it's terrible, like bentonite clay, activated charcoal, oh, honey. No. Yeah. Now I'm on like day. This was on Saturday. I, I think was it's out. because of the drought. And it's Wednesday. No, I'm it's like, the, it's the drought. Even in my oh. garden, I live in the Palisades, specific Palisades, uh-huh. and it's bad. We have to like run inside at, at really? a certain time because of the mosquitoes. But I think it's the drought has created so much havoc, uh, and that's yeah. one of the biggest sorrows for me. Like I hike, you know, and I and I just I'm always like crying. I'm like, oh. Please rain, rain, rain. I'm just begging. All the LA waterfalls are dry. Everything <laughs> is so dry. Yeah. It's so bad. Yeah, it is. But I'm hoping this year. I really hope. Maybe if they would use those chemtrails for something positive. I know. They could, like, well, I think it's stopping. They I could think like it's weather control the rain. some, move some storms over here. I bet people. they're messing with it and it's stopping the rain. But. Well, there is a military application to geoengineering where you can like drought out a region of China <gasps> or Russia that oh were. Yeah, God. yeah. Yeah, there's a whole I'm thing. I'm sure, of course. Anyway, okay, so toothpaste. And then what about, uh, what do you feel about deodorant? Have you had any uh, developments or suggestions oh, yeah, there? I don't, I mean, I saw, that was early on. I think it was in my early 20s when I realized that correlation, you know, between aluminum and the breast and deodorant. So I stopped when I was like early and 20s. And what is that correlation for those of us with breasts that don't know about it? Um, well, um, the aluminum is very, you know, toxic and most antiperspirants have aluminum in it. And that can create to issues with the breast or even for men too. So yeah, I use, uh, I make a natural deodorant I, with somebody, uh, Agent Natur and I have came up with something called Holy Rose. That's a, a an all natural, non-toxic deodorant. But there's so many things. And also I think if you eat well and it's not really that much of an issue. Like my thing when I go hiking and I go on this trail where there's not a lot of people, but sometimes people come across and they smell so awful like products. Like I can smell the aerosol and the deodorant and the body lotion and the this and the that. And I'm like, oh my God, it's like overpowering. It's funny. Like we don't need all that, you know? Yeah. It's crazy when you've when you've lived in a home with, you know, natural products and you use natural products on your body and you have a shower filter for the chlorine and all that. And then you're around people that don't do that. Isn't it crazy how yeah. strong it is? <laughs> it's so strong. Yeah, like I'll be, I don't know, sharing a hotel with someone and someone will like spray their deodorant under right. their arm. I'm like, oh my God, it's like so caustic. I'm like, yeah. dude, you spray that? I mean, just breathing it is horrible. And it's know. like on you, yeah. I know, so, what, true. I, I use something um, my friend Daniel Vitalis turned me on to. It's made by Living Libations. Oh, I love and, Living. They're yeah. friends of mine, Nadine Oh, cool. And Nadine was on yeah. the show too. Oh, I love them. Yeah. They're like kindred spirits. So yeah, anything yeah. from her line, I would so say. So she has something called peo- uh, Petals? Pe- peyote. No, I was like peyote pits, not peyote pits. That's a, a totally different experience. She has something petals, it's right? Called, um, no, it's called poetic. Poetic pits. Poetic pits. She has Red a bunch side, of different yeah, ones. Yeah. So it's like essential oil. So that was the solution uh, for me. And then what about like perfumes, lotions, makeup, things like that? 
Um, well, I make a lot of my own oils. You know, sometimes I'll wear sandalwood, sometimes rose, sometimes a mix, um, amber. I my body oil, like I have a body oil called the Venus body oil, and it's got amber in it. Um, so I just use you know essential oils and things like that, depending. Uh, musk, you know, sometimes natural. It's hard to find a natural musk, but I have one. Um, and then as far as what was the other thing? Oh, uh, makeup. Well, I don't. Yeah. I don't wear a lot of makeup, but if I do, I wear RMS or Living Libations. RMS is by Rosemary Swift, all coconut based, beautiful, beautiful. Cool, like things. legit real makeup. Beautiful legit makeup. Oh, cool. She's done it. She's That's the one. so great for that. Thank you for that resource because um, I had someone on the show and we were talking about how lipstick is full of lead. Yeah. So gnarly. I'm like, even yeah. like Chanel, like good lipstick? She's like, yeah, they're the worst. They're you know, the, the better the lipstick is, the yeah. more opaque but it there's is. A lot the of, there's a lot of good companies now. There's like a Vapor. I just collaborated with them on a lip gloss. So that's a company out of New Mexico. There's a lot of great makeup lines now. Cool. Yeah. There's places like Detox Market where you can go and try out everything. Oh, is that on that Beverly? Spot on Beverly? Yeah. 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 They, ha- they sell a lot of that, a lot of those lines. Cool. All right. Thanks yeah. for the tips on that. And then I was just reading something last night on, um, Joseph Mercola's site, and this is just for the listeners, and I never thought about this, but he said that um, tampons, because they're made of cotton, yeah, they're awful. They're full of glyphosate, yeah, and there's like links between, t- you know, long-term tampon use and problems with totally. the nether regions. I never liked tampons. I never used them. It's crazy. I, I mean, I, I always I like, use... if I've been with someone and I see them buying regular ones, I'm like, dude, get the natural yeah, organic no. ones. You know? I use I use the cup, and you know, that's like what ladies can use, or or there's okay. now there's so many great tampon and pads that are uh, chlorine free and natural and organic again it's an exciting time like if you want it it's out there right I think I just love like you were saying exposing things that people might not even think about or be aware of I mean I'm sure there's a a couple women that are going to be listening to this going like oh shit I never thought or just I never (laughs) thought about that like wow that's true like it's touching your skin it's just like you wouldn't put something in your mouth your mouth and vagina and anus are all basically the same on the inside I know it's so crazy it's like horrible to stick a piece of oh gosh so any just listeners anything you're putting on like the inside (laughs) of your body is getting in there right Um, And then what do you do for, like, I always struggle with this with cleaning products for the home. There's been times where I've tried to make my own with baking soda and vinegar. And this, I just, I can never find, like, the stuff that works. So I just buy sort of generic natural stuff. Right. I mean, I buy, like, seventh generation or I buy those and I also make my own. I love lemon or orange essential oils with some vinegar and water. I mean, that's a great great spray right there and it smells so good and also i guess economical right yeah very economical yeah i've um not to sound like a spoiled dick but over the years <laughs> i've had like many a war with like housekeepers because, yes you know, i know they i do they, too they sneak in she they my sneak lady loves i mean she's yeah. been with she's like my family i love her but she wants that windex she's like nothing else Gets it like I Windex. Know. I'm like, oh, yeah. But I, I think that's another one of those things that people don't really think about. It's like, especially if you have someone else clean your house, which I think, you know, it's not even like that expensive to me. It's not a great use of my time. So mm-hmm. I'll have someone come in every couple of weeks or at yeah. least once a month and do like the deep cleaning, and I'll just tidy up. Right. Um, not to, you know, like I said, I feel like a jerk, like complaining about my maid. Oh no, my god, no, you know. No, but it's no, like, no, I know. but especially if no, you're me too. out, no like I've come home and then I see what they're using in the house, and I'm like, no, 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 dude, no, right, I right. don't want like ammonia and bleach and all this stuff. Like I'll live uh, with the germs. And now it's like the plastic because I'm like thinking about you know the, the waste that we make. I mean, just even the plastic bags bother me. You know, I just so I try to use the the ones that are at least biodegradable and right. plastic is like. That's a disaster. So when you were going through this transition and learning about all this stuff, did you find that you had to throw tons of stuff away? And like, did you do a, a like a one-time well, sweep or was it a Well, the good news was I got a divorce. So I barely, I just didn't take anything. I was like, I don't want anything. I just took my clothes, photographs, some books, a coffee maker, which I don't drink coffee, but it's so nice. It's an Italian one. <laughs> that's all I took. <laughs> and I was just like started fresh. So that sort of did it for me. But yeah. we accumulate so much. I mean, even now I'm like, oh, I got to like get rid of stuff. I want, I love that Japanese expression where you only have something in your home if you absolutely love it and it brings you joy or that it's useful. 
So I try to go through things and go, okay, is this useful or joy, or does it give me joy? And I try to like toss it. I mean, it's hard for me to toss, but I'm trying to get better at it. Yeah, yeah, that's cool. It kind of makes room for more things. Like when I moved yeah. in this place, I got I had a totally different style house before, so I got rid of tons and tons of stuff and moved in pretty bare bones and then realized like, oh shit, now I don't have anything. Yeah. You know, like I wanted some objects of art and, you know, just interesting things to look at, like my Steve McQueen, mm-hmm. you know, uh, behind us that you were noticing and stuff like that. But then I kind of pack ratted and then I ended up with a bunch of stuff. Like I have this Good cabinet right. out there with a bunch of, you know, just little knickknacks and shit that I never actually use. And I'm like, now I'm like pack ratting knickknacks. So yeah, <laughs> it happens. We like acquire things, and it's energetic. The, when you let go, you know, it's such yeah, a release. I've experienced that too. So you mentioned you have kids, and what's it like to raise conscious kids? And was there a transition point in terms of the type of food you were giving them, and um, you know, vaccines and medication? And I'm like paranoid to have kids because. The way that our world is set up, it's very hard to protect them. No, you, know? you can. You definitely can. So, what are some of the strategies you've used? Uh, you know, on the physical plane, or even just. I think you know it depends on the school. Like I miss. We were at the Waldorf school, and we're going to try to go back. But that was such a beautiful place because everyone thinks the way you think, and it's such a blessing when you're around people who think the way you think. It's like, oh my gosh, my tribe. So I love like the Waldorf uh, philosophy because it's all about no media and the toys are wood and they have you know we have all, we have altars set up for the nature nature tables in our homes um, you know and that's they all eat the same way that, as we do so that that helps a lot so I think it, you definitely want to be in line with your school's philosophy um, are the Waldorf schools somehow associated with Rudolf yes, Steiner exactly. okay, okay. yes Rudolf Steiner who was a brilliant right. thinker Austrian thinker in the turn so, of the century so yeah. I mean like I think about that though too because I mean, I'm single at the moment, but I would like to meet someone and probably settle down and have kids at some point. I mean, God, I'm 46. I guess I better think about that. But <laughs> I'm like, we would have to like agree way early on. Like, we're we're going to scam the vaccine system. We're not I doing know. that shit. No, like, we got to find a e- Waldorf school. We have to agree on that. The yeah. boy's not getting circumcised because that's just horrendous, I, right. like horrific. But I mean, you probably would attract someone who's in your thinking. I, don't you'd you be think? Surprised. <laughs> no, I mean, I feel like you attract where you're at you do, you vibrationally. Do. I mean, I don't, you know. That's very important. It's a, I mean, it's a lifestyle thing, though, too. I mean, I yeah. might like vibe with someone, but we have been indoctrinated into a different sort of social system, perhaps. Because right. I meet some people, you know, go on a few dates, and I'm like, oh, do you know about this or that? They're like, oh, no. I'm like, oh, God, all right. We got a, we got a lot of catching up to <laughs> right. do because you're great, but like, seriously, right. we're going to have a future. You're going to have to get on board with some of this well, stuff. Well, I think your vibrations have to match. I do. Yeah. I feel like that's like, you know, you attract those people when you're in that place. Did you? That's. True. Yes. Yeah. Did you meet any resistance in wanting to raise your kids in a you know natural way in terms of choosing their school and you know um, what type of belief system I think my, was imparted my ex-husband, to them? My ex husband was pretty cool with it. He kind of left it to me, which was nice, you know. So he let me sort of figure that out. Um, yeah, and I think that's like you know that's the tricky thing. It's like now you know now being with a partner and seeing if they match energetically. Right. And uh, and my kids are used to it. They've like grown up in this, you know. So are, if you tried to give your kids like a, you know, a McDonald's hamburger, would they be like, "Ew, GMO, gross. Yeah. I'm not eating that." <laughs> like how do you get well, kids I, to I've not I've had both. I've had both. I've had oh, one okay. where they were like smuggling in, you know, stuff into right. the house. I'm like, what is that? And then I've had it where they, you know, my older daughter who's now in New York will be like, oh my God, mom, I ate this thing and I feel sick now. Why did I do it? And she's like militant. She's like militant now. <laughs> she's so militant about organic and, you know, how healthy it is. And I'm like, you know, I didn't preach. It's just, she just acquired that from being Yeah, because me. it's like, where does the line of being like a domineering, controlling yeah, bummer you can't of a be. parent? You, you can't know? be because I mean, they're going to go to friends' houses and then like overdo, you know, overdose on like Doritos, oh, if you for sure. if you don't, if you make it such verboten, you know verboten and make it such an issue. That was my experience as a kid because both my parents yeah. were pretty healthy. My mom much more say. so, and so we lived on. I mean, Sebastopol. I mean, yeah, you grew up in totally, Sebastopol. It's like <laughs> totally. So there was a lot of granola going Whoa. on in the house. But what I would do is I would sneak to my friend's house, and then I would you know go like through all the Captain Crunch berries and yeah. Twinkies and all that. And we used to make these. 
I mean, they were delicious at the time because I was so starved for like nutrients. Probably. Yeah, I mean, just I didn't get any like tasty stuff. Oh, at home. oh, no, I see. Oh, know, oh, you had nutrients. Yeah. No offense, just, mom. You know, I mean, she did the best she, she could, but it just we didn't we weren't allowed candy and stuff like that. Right. Thankfully, but I would go to she my friend's smart. house <laughs> and we'd make these things called. I mean, later I I named them white trash donuts, but <laughs> we would take like Wonder Bread. You know how it's all, you can oh roll it into God. a ball. Oh. So we would take Wonder Bread and put like a tablespoon of white sugar in the middle of a slice, and then you take margarine like a tablespoon of margarine rub it in there then roll it into a ball then put it in the microwave and then pop out and you have this warm gooey like glue glue ball can you imagine like what you're gonna do a lot of infrared saunas (laughs) to get rid of that dude i'm serious (laughs) you're gonna like your poor mom hearing that that's like every mom's nightmare so that's i tell my kids i'm like look if you like my older daughter you know i'm like if you i'd rather you smoke pot than like put pantene on your head Wow, that's a cool mom. <laughs> if my mom would have told me that, I'd be like, okay, I'm done with the white trash donuts. I mean, like, we don't, we weed? don't, by the way, we don't really, because we, you know, I love to be, you know, my unconscious and subconscious be clear, but, yeah. and her too, but I mean, I'd say like, if I had to choose, I no, would do I that. Understand. <laughs> I understand. I'm not going to hold you to that as a legal statement. <laughs> I, I get she's the, old enough, by the way. I, I have an older daughter. She's, she, I was 25 when I had her, so she's older. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Well, I guess someone told me today, I mean, uh, you know, there were so many big things going on with the election, of course, that some other things were overshadowed. And I was talking to a friend before the interview. He's like, yeah, you know, weed's legal now. I was like, what? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I kind of thought it already was. I mean, I've been sober for like 20 years Oh, really? Now. Yeah, so I don't, e- I don't even notice that. I world. like that. I'm yeah. I but there would have been a time when I was like, yeah. I used to pray to the Lord, like, please make make weed legal <laughs> so I don't get hassled and I can always get it. You know, I couldn't right. stand like running out. I was right. so addicted to that shit. But anyway, um, okay. And then I, you know, I don't know if you're comfortable talking about this issue with children, and please just skirt to the question if so, but mm. a lot of people have some concerns about vaccines in, in California. I have no problem talking about to that. To my understanding... It's uh, fascism, the how, way they're forcing I mean, how us. do you get a kid into school if they haven't been vaccinated? It's really a situation. I mean, I've known people that have left California. They can email me, and I'll, okay, because I can't say it. All yeah, right. okay, cool. So there's ways <laughs> that you can you can sort it I, out. But it's very hard. Yeah, it's very very hard, and I don't know, and it scares me, and it's like I can't believe they're making this into a situation where it's like a fascist state. I mean, we should be able to choose what we want to put on our in our children and our bodies. It's like the right to choose. If you can write, it's the same issue. Yeah, and it it's, really it's bananas. It's bananas, and the amount of, you know, <laughs> autism. The autism rates are off the charts, and you know, I mean, there's been so many studies, and Kennedy wrote that article for Rolling Stone about how there was a batch of vaccinations that that were contaminated, and we sent it to China, and then they got autism. They never had autism there, and we're using these batch of mercury filled vaccines. I mean, people need to do the research. Yeah. And if you just look at the statistics, like how it was like three vaccines and now it's like 69, 69, they want us six to get 69 vaccines. I mean, and now it's going to be adults. They're coming, they're coming after adults now. It's terrifying. It's terrifying. Have you seen the movie Vaxxed? I support those guys. Oh, cool. I haven't have seen, seen part, it yet. I haven't I've seen all of but it. I but I saw, seen. you know, the yeah. guy, the creator uh, speak. Right. And he oh, was, good. Good for you. Yeah, and he was, I want to get him on the show eventually. Oh, I'm yeah. track him down. He's quite popular at the moment. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, but he was dropping these statistics of things you're talking about. Right. Like, yeah, in 19 whatever, blah, 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 we had this many, and now there's this much autism. I mean, it was like his case it's was so super linked. solid. And it I, was I have crazy. some, I know 100% because I have a personal situation that happened about so I know in my heart of hearts that this is there's a few things like I tell people like I don't know a lot of things like into like it like to be that confident and because I'm an Aquarius I'm so in the air but when I know something I know it. like when I got arrested for the Iraq war I knew it in my bones I knew it that it was a made-up war yeah that there was no weapons of mass destruction I knew it with every fiber of my being you know there's just a few times when I'm like that and I it's that way with the immunizations what no. were the circumstances of your getting uh, thrown in the pokey over that protest? <laughs> was that was that in L.A.? It was in L.A., yeah. There was a few times. I Once I was in a, in a coffin, I laid in a coffin in front of the federal building. Holy shit. Because <laughs> that was the death of like democracy, death of children, death of soldiers, death of everything, our rights. You know, that was... The, Did you get arrested for that I one? I got arrested for that one. That one wasn't so bad. 
the second one, they really punished me because they had seen it on my record. And the second uh, one, they let, they let me in there, and I was breastfeeding, and oh, and man. I was like, please, like let me use the pump. And they're like, well, there's TBs going around. You can use it in the prison. There was a prison, like there were signs everywhere that TB was going around, and they said I could use the prison pump. And I was like, oh, I was like, I'll wait. Wow. <laughs> and the ladies of the night were like, wow, girl, <laughs> you're growing by the second. Like I was just, oh my god, growing in the. The prison South. pump does not sound very appealing <laughs> no. in any way for babies or otherwise. Wow. That's, that should be like in an episode of Orange is the New Black. <laughs> I to, know you're right. Right? We need to find the writers and we submit that as a, as a recommendation. Totally. So no on the vaccines. You guys do your research. And then there was a couple other things I wanted to cover in terms of, well, you talked about kind of some of the foods that you... I'm superstitious. <laughs> it's okay. You can knock on wood as long as you don't knock the mic. Um, in terms of the foods that you are avoiding now in your healing, so like the grains and gluten and things like that, you mentioned that sometimes you'll eat meat uh, medicinally. And as I said, my background was being a vegetarian for a long time and having a lot of health issues associated with uh, the way that I was being a vegetarian, at least. Um, and then I started eating meat and my body immediately was just like, oh, healing, like bone broth. It's been a huge part of my thing. So what do you find the signals are from your body where you're like, well, I need some red meat or do you become anemic because you're having, you're menstruating? I know that's an issue for women. Like, what does your body tell you? And do, you Just know? really like that sort of like you're losing your juice, you're losing your life force, you're losing your chi. You know, like I, I went uh, a gathering up in Northern California with 500 women over uh, around June, and I remember coming home and with being 500 women. Yeah, 500 women. What the hell? <laughs> <I know>. Oh <laughs> my god. Yeah, and I came home and I remember thinking, "This is a bone broth time. <laughs> this is a bone broth time." I just expended too much energy, and I need to like revive and regain. And look, when you're honoring the animal, I just ate elk for the first time with someone. He, uh, we were both vegetarians for like so many years, and we like did the ceremony. We ate it. And it was like so amazing. I felt like, you know, I feel like I'm, I can go off that B vitamin because you can't get B vitamin. You know, there's a specific B vitamin that lasts in your body for seven years if you're a vegetarian, but then after seven years, you're, you can't get it from any other source but meat. Really? Wow, I didn't know that. Yeah. So. I didn't know that. I did I did know that B vitamin's definitely one of the things that's tough to get. I mean, there's a lot of things that are tough to get, like on a vegan or yeah. vegetarian diet, unfortunately. True. I mean, I, I've heard people that are vegan with the vitamin A, they mm. go, oh, but I just have tons of carrot juice. I'm like, yeah, but it doesn't convert, you know, right, the same right. way as vitamin A from like an egg yolk, so. Yeah. I don't know. Who, who knows, you know? And I mean, look, I think if you do it in harmony and it's... Yeah. Sourced well, you know. I think. Yeah, well, and mostly vegetarian. I mean, I'm mostly vegetarian. Yeah, because so, well, that's the funny. The that's the funny thing. I think that people view like either you're a vegetarian, vegan, or like a caveman. All you eat is meat, paleo. I'm like. <laughs> I actually eat a plant-based diet, right? But it also includes sometimes oysters or wild salmon or um, lobster or bison or grass-fed beef yeah. or things like that. I don't really eat chicken, but I eat some meat, and yeah. it's like for me the vegetarian thing. What got me honestly is like I was never full. Mm. Like I cannot get full. I'm six two. I mean, I'm not like the Hulk of a guy, but I'm a big dude. Yeah, and no, like, definitely. I, I think men need meat. And I don't want to eat. I don't know. I can't eat like tofu. Sometimes. I'm not going to eat corn. I'm not going to eat wheat. I'm right. not going to eat. Well, that's like, the problem. You can't eat tofu. You can't eat yeah, corn. So like, you can't dude, eat wheat. Do, I mean, you can only eat so many avocados and coconut oil. And eggs, <laughs> like, yeah. You know? It's like, right. dude. <laughs> so there's like every day, I would say I eat some meat as part of one meal every day. And that's really the only way I can feel really strong and satiated, especially if I'm working out, which I started doing this right. year, like pretty regularly and pretty in intensely. So. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I think you have to listen to your body at the end of the day. Yeah, I guess. And, you know, I think also, though, there's a time and a place. There's seasons for that, right. too. Like, yeah. I totally get um, why I was vegetarian what, for the time I was because I was so sick. I needed to do all those colon cleanses and fasting and juicing right. and saunas. And it was like a detox protocol that I tried to turn into a sustainable lifestyle. Yeah. <laughs> and it was like, at a point, I was like, oh, I have no energy here. Yeah. You know? So, yeah, you just have to listen to yourself. We're our best doctors, right? Yeah, I believe that's true. Okay. And, since you live in LA and you're kind of a nature girl, you go gathering with 500 women, which we have to talk about another time. It sounds <laughs> fantastic. Is there a link for that, or is that just a private thing, or is it? It's a friend of mine's retreat. Oh, okay. Yeah. Cool. 
Uh, is it something you want to mention? No, I just, it, I don't know why. Is it like a secret that. society, a coven of <laughs> of nature mamas out there gathering? <laughs> spirit weavers, it's called spirit, spirit weavers. Spirit weavers? Yeah. Cool. Okay, yeah. we'll, we'll put that You'll in the You'll go show into notes. that rabbit hole. <laughs> I wonder if they have... They, they don't allow press, though, just saying. They don't? Okay. Yeah. So... I wonder, is there like a dude version of it where you go like they want hunt it. rabbits with bow, you know like a homemade bow and totally. arrow? Totally, they want to start something for dudes. That's for the, cool. Yeah. I love the sound of that though. It's something I've always wanted to do is go like learn you know how oh, yeah. to gather. No, there's things like that. There's like uh, especially in Northern California, like gatherings for men and women where you learn how to make fire and skills and you know hunting. I need to get into more of that. <laughs> so now that you you know live in LA, how long have you been here? I'm a native. Oh wow. Okay. Yeah. So born. What are some of your favorite getaways? Like, how do you keep your sanity and get away from the city? I mean, you know, now this cat's out of the bag. I'm from here, so I've been going to Ojai for like 20 years, you know, over 20 years. And Ojai was always my salvation. And now, you know, it's a good thing that a lot of people have discovered it. And it's also kind of a negative because you leave here and you go up there and you see everyone that was here. But it's okay. I mean, it's a beautiful place. And uh, so I love Ojai. I've been going there forever. The desert, Joshua Tree is another one, though. It's become so popular. But yeah, um, we get Thanks to Instagram. I know. <laughs> it's funny. I know. It's, it's so the great funny. thing about social media is like yeah. you get to see all these amazing places and what everyone's doing, but then like everyone sees what everyone's doing and they all go there. Yeah, that's yeah. the problem. Uh, it can be. And then, um, so Joshua Tree, Angeles Crest, I love. I mean, luckily I live in the canyons, in the Palisades, so I hike there. Malibu Canyon, there's great places. Um, I like to go north. I go to Big Sur a lot. I'm going to go probably in November. I'm just like, oh, I need it. I need the trees. I need, like, I know when I'm, like, at that place where I just need to be in nature. So yeah. I'm going to go up to Big Sur for a couple of days just on my own and just be. Awesome. That's the great thing about being in Southern California. There are quite a few places within six, eight hours that are absolutely totally. My favorite thing, jump fantastic. in the car and go. Yeah. Yeah. And so lastly, I want to ask you, you know, so I'm sensing you kind of keep your head together by taking some of these little trips and road tripping around and doing what you're doing. What other practices do you have in your life that keep you grounded, emotionally centered, and spiritually oh, centered? How much time do we have? <laughs> well, we, <laughs> you have to leave at two thirty, so that gives us approximately fifteen minutes. Left. No, I, I have a lot of practices. I'm like a spiritual practice junkie, um, but because I don't, you know, I don't smoke and drink and do drugs, and this is like this keeps me buoyant, and it's my therapy. Um, I I practice well, I practice Kundalini yoga every day. Even if it's a short meditation, even if it's 10 minutes, I'll do a little, you know, uh, meditation, Kriya. And then I uh, do living tea. I have this practice called living tea, which is this beautiful tea. Um, and I sit in meditation and drink that. Um, walking, you know. And then beauty rituals have been part of my healing, which is incorporating my products. It's all about, like, self-love and nurturing ourselves with, you know, baths can be a time of letting go of things and, you know, cleansing and letting go of negativity. And then, you know, doing the beauty rituals is sort of like feeding ourselves, giving us self-love. Awesome. <laughs> and you had mentioned earlier before we recorded that you have like a, a really good filtration system in your house. So I'm guessing you get to take a bath in really clean water. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. This is good. fantastic. It's that's good. another one of those things that's like, I don't think people think about like. Well, it's a great investment because yeah. look, you know, your bed, like make an investment in your sheets because you're there most of the time and your shower because you're there a lot. Yeah. So I would say those are like huge, more than like diamonds and Hermes bags. Like for me, that would be a better investment. Yeah. I have a friend that just um, got a really expensive, beautiful hot tub and mm. I'm like, Cool. Oh, what filtration system did you put on it? He's like, no, mate, you just fill it up with the hose. Uh, I'm like, oh, I'm I, know, like, I know. I mean, I'm willing to take the hit here and there. I can't, you know, like the. Of course, con- we again, have to live in the world. We it's have like to the live control in the world. thing can be more unhealthy, but I'm like, right. oh man, someday I'm going to have a hot tub that has like pristine, you know, mm. well water out in the country or. <gasps> Nice. And a wood one. That's my dream. Like a Japanese wood hot tub with like beautiful water. Those are fantastic. But that's the thing when you take a bath, it sort of sucks. You're like kind of soaking in all of this talent. You can put kelp in it. You can put crystals. You can put uh, magnesium salt. You can do things in it to sort of transmute the. Right. Negative. Transmute the nastiness. Yes. <laughs> okay, so as we come to the end of our interview slash conversation here, I have one closing question, and that is, I would love for you to give three recommendations of three teachers or teachings that have been influential on you. So you've taught us a lot here today. Who have been three teachers that have helped you? 
Mm. Could be a book, a documentary, a philosophy. Well, I would definitely, anything. I think I mentioned Guru Jagat. So I would say Guru Jagat for her Kundalini, you know, classes. She's been very helpful. Rama, you know, at her studio. Uh, let me see. <laughs> I mean, I learned a lot from books. Books are like my best friends. I sort of raised myself on books. So um, definitely all the great, you know, the great books from Clarissa Estes, who wrote Women Who Run With Wolves, um, and some of the other, um, you know, poets like Neruda and Rumi. I mean, I love reading those. They're constantly feeding me. Um, so those are a teacher. And then third would be my guides, like uh, celestial beings. I hate to be so new, new age, but I feel like we have guides. And if we tap into them and listen to them, they will, they will teach us and show us which paths to take. Absolutely. I'm behind that 100%. I've never thought about it in terms of guides, but I know that when I guide my own life using my own limited resources, that <laughs> things do not go well for me. So I'm asking for help a lot of the time throughout every day. And I guess, yeah, I never thought about like in the way of multiple guides. It's like, to me, it's more like, there's one guide, this thing that is definitely smarter. Source and, energy, yeah, right? and more powerful yeah. than I am. But but that's it. That's like tapping into that source yeah. energy. And where do you tap into it? Probably when you're in nature, or when you're meditating. Yeah, that's that's it. I don't know how one could live in this world and have any semblance of sanity or fulfillment without having a connection to something. Yeah. And and We're most spiritual people, beings. Yeah, and most people that I interview, and I don't just interview spiritual people, but. Even the ones that are maybe a doctor and we're talking about functional medicine, like they all in that top three, they all usually, with the exception of a couple that were very analytical and skeptical of such things. Yeah. <laughs> they've all kind of mentioned something like that. That really? was like their one unifying nice. grounding principle in their mm. life. And so I'm always kind of waiting for that one. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So in closing, let us know where we can find you and your wonderful products and your blog and everything else that you do. Thank you. Um, thelocalrose.com uh, is my blog and shivarose.com is my products. Awesome. Well, thank you so much. Thank for you for today. having me. Yeah, super fun Kindred conversation. Kindred spirit. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, my double, my the, female, my doppelganger in the male form. Absolutely. Really lovely to meet you, and thanks so much for joining us on the show. Thank you. Sabes qué hora es ahora? Es el final de programa. Adiós. Hasta la próxima. In other words, the show's over, folks. That's how we say it in L.A., California, baby. Adios, amigos. Thank you so much for listening to the Lifestylist podcast. If you enjoyed this podcast and you want to hear more, you know what you need to do. You got to go over to lukestory.com and sign up for my newsletter. You're going to find it on my homepage, right where it says, join the tribe. Fill in your email, and every week I'm going to email you the new episodes along with the show notes. In addition to that, it would be wonderful if you could make a small donation to help support the podcast. You can find that at lukestory.com forward slash support, or again, go to the homepage and look for the donation tab in the navigation. If you don't want to do any of that, then just subscribe to the show by clicking subscribe on your app. That way, at least you're going to get the show downloaded every week. And with that said, I think I'm going to get back to a little guitar playing because that's really the best way to take out a show, isn't it? So enjoy, and I will see you next week for my episode 35 with Dr. David Villarreal. <laughs>